Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Strickland Bana. Strickland, very unique name. Strickland Bana runs a company called TurnkeyPodcast.com. TurnkeyPodcast.com. We're going to speak to him not only about podcasting, but how he made his first $100,000. This is a guy who's out there doing it himself, and he's teaching others how to do it, especially in the podcasting space. How do you monetize a podcast? So many podcasters out there are doing well with their audiences, but they don't know how to convert listeners into revenue. So we're going to get into that because I want to know that answer as well. So Strickland Bonas company, Podcast Production For You, provides audio production for the nice guys on business podcasts. He's one of the co-hosts there, as well as many other podcasts. He also works, and I like this. This is just real and vulnerable. He works a nine-to-five job as a report and data analyst. I believe he's at his desk right now at work. I don't know, which is very interesting conflict of interest with his uh, employer. I have no idea. <laughs> but we'll talk about that. Um, performs 50 to 55 times a year playing guitar in, in uh, the variety band Black Tie and has triplet daughters. He's got triplet daughters for all you family people out there. That's awesome. Between all of that and publishing five episodes a week of the Nice Guys on Business podcast, he occasionally likes to eat and sleep. See that? Every now and then you got to do that thing, right? Keep yourself alive. All right. So Strickland, welcome to First 100K Show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, Joseph, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Joseph and I have had the pleasure of actually meeting in person in Austin, Texas at the uh, New Media Summit a couple of months ago. We had a great time going out and drinking and talking uh, religion. And I think we talked a little politics and business and had a great time with that. Uh, I actually have retired from the wedding band. I did do that for 24 years. I did probably over 14 or 1500 weddings over that time. And I really liked it. But uh, you know, sometimes the, the, uh, you got to run your business and um, I got a little burned out on it. I actually just recently moved to Austin. I mean, literally three weeks ago. Uh, I've been living in the Baltimore area for most of my life and uh, decided to move down here to Austin. And so I'm looking around for a new band right now, like a, just a casual bar band or something like that. But uh, yeah, podcasting is really a big part of uh, what I do right now. It's all good. So thank you for That's the awesome. wonderful introduction. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, we're going to get into that. Like why you just made this big switch of a move, right? How you're getting down and, and dirty and serious about this business. And you're, it sounds like you're shedding your skin from some of the other distractions so that you can really focus and get very business centered and grow this. So let's, um, before, before we get all business uh, background story, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Uh, you know, there not a lot of people know that I am a musician, that I, that I play a lot on the weekends. Um, and, you know, I haven't played in a regular band in about a year or so. And so I'm kind of itching. You, you get that in your system. And it is very interesting. You know, you mentioned shedding the, the distractions. One of the reasons I did get out of the wedding band was because, you know, Turnkey Podcast was taken off and I really did need more time and focus on that. But you get it in your blood. You have to go out and perform. Right. Like even uh, when it's been a couple months, it's like, I want to go to karaoke or something, anything just to get out there and get in front of people and perform. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need that little, you need, whether it's going out hiking or whether it's, you know, whatever it is that you love to do, I got to get back into that, but not in a wedding band setting where I'm playing every single weekend and I'm running the party. It's a huge difference between doing that and just kind of going into a bar and having some fun and playing cover tunes. It's a big difference. I really get that, Strickland. I think we all need that outlet, right? What's that creative expression outlet for us? And for you, it's a playing in a band. For me, it's actually public speaking. It's being up on a stage with a live audience. Like podcasts is awesome, this one-on-one -on -one in, uh, communication with our listeners in over up to 84 countries and growing, which is great, but I don't get to see them and feel that energy, right? That live stage uh, audience interaction. And I remember I had one of my business coaches said, Joseph, public speaking or speaking on stage is not optional for you. That's mandatory, right? Because it's your creative expression and it keeps you going in all the mundane parts of running your business. So I think it's, that's what I'm hearing you say right now. And Startup Nation, the same thing, Strickling is dropping wisdom explosions right here, right out the gate, right? Like what is your creative outlet that you've been ignoring right? And not doing, like get back into that. What is it? For him, it's playing in a band. For me, it's being on a stage. What is yours? You need that to really go through the grind, the hustle of building the business the first, second, and third year. Strickland, anything you want to add to that? So, so I'm such a big believer in finding something that you love. I mean, obviously, if you can center your business around what you love, that's the best. But you do have to have some outlet of something that you just love to do. And you know, you mentioned about public speaking. I love public speaking as well. It's such a different thing between, let's say, radio versus public speaking versus podcasting. You know, that's one of the things that we really get into when we're teaching people that want to create a podcast is when you're doing public speaking or radio, you're talking to a huge group of people. Podcasting is a one-on-one -on -one intimate thing. And the way we approach our podcast and, you know, I, I hear your interviews and your shows, and I think you're doing the same thing. You have to approach it from the sense of, I'm having a conversation with one other person, and my listeners, they're just kind of like hanging out listening. You know, it's, they're like the fly on the wall. It's like if you could just get your, your ear in on an intimate conversation with two people, that's the way I treat it. And I love that because it's a totally different vibe and a different feel and different questions that you ask when you're thinking about, it's just two of us hanging out talking. 
I really get that. And I, I so appreciate what you said, the intimacy there. And I had to train myself on looking into a camera and speaking into an inanimate object, right? The camera with the little blue or, or red light. <laughs> and, and realizing that not only am I speaking with my guests, but every time I turn to that camera, I am speaking with a listener, a human soul somewhere on planet Earth and speaking truth into them. Right. And, and words are powerful, as you know, right? We either can lift people up and give life to people or we can destroy people with our words. And, and I, I just really get doing this podcast and my other show, Broken Catholic, the value and the contribution that I can give just through my words. It's amazing when you think about it that way. And as our show is growing, we've been doing the Nice Guys on Business for, I don't know, three or four years. I don't even know how many long. It's 800 and some episodes. And we see the downloads and people are reaching out to us from Dubai and from mm -hmm. Singapore. And I'm like, it's crazy mm -hmm. that how you're right. You reach out and you are touching people all over the world. And, and it is, it's kind of amazing. To think about. I think it's fantastic. All right, let's get down to business, brother. How much revenue, gross revenue approximately, did your business, a turnkey podcast, do in the past 12 months? So we are a relatively new company. We've been around about a year and a half. So we're not too far away from our first year. We did uh, 278,000 gross revenue in our first uh, year or, or in the, the last 12 months. Um, and we are hopefully on track to get up to about five to 600,000 this year, we believe. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's a Seriously, that's an outstanding success in the podcasting space, as you know, because very Thank few podcasters know how to monetize their audience, right? Well, it is so interesting that you mentioned that too, and uh, I guess we'll dive right in on it. The Nice Guys on Business podcast, we've made almost no money, <laughs> but Turnkey Podcast, which is the podcast production company that has kind of grown out of that, is really where we've made our money helping other podcasters you know, starting from nothing, like teaching them how to podcast. And, you know, Doug, uh, my podcast partner and my business partner mentioned maybe two years ago, he, I do all of the production end and he does a lot of the interviews and he said, Hey, you should get into production. And I'm like, nah, I don't really want to produce shows for other people. It's just not my thing. Right. But we started talking to people and what, where our business kind of started and grew, it was, we found people that wanted to start a podcast, but had no idea how to do it. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, okay, that's kind of actually different, right? It's not just give me your audio and we're going to put the intro and outro on and clean it up and all that other stuff. It's like, we wanted to teach people right from the start, like how to do it. Because Joseph, I, you know, I'm sure. I don't, how long have you been doing your shows, by the way? I don't even uh, know. Just past my first year. So okay. I, yeah, we're like 14 months in, I want to say. So now did, when you started yours, did you do it all on your own or did you have help or did somebody? All on my own. Yeah. And I had to learn it. I did the uh, John Lee Dumas um, free podcast course or something like that.com. Yeah. And it's that 15 day course. And I just went through each thing and I wrote out and, and just started to learn it. And then what's the best equipment. He kind of gave all that to me. So I, I leapfrogged a lot of the learning curve by learning from one of the best in the industry. Well, and it's funny, I, we did the same thing. Uh, you got to start somewhere. We had no idea what to do. And so we just got the free John Lee Dumas course. And, but there's so much you learn as you're going and doing it. And so we looked at it as like, well, what if 
when we were starting, if we knew all these things at the beginning, it's like, oh, okay, cool. That would be so much easier and so much more helpful. So that's kind of what we do. And that's how the business has grown. It's just been great. That's fantastic. All right. So here's why uh, Startup Nation, I invited Strickland onto the show. And again, we're speaking with Strickland Bonner. You can find him at turnkeypodcast.com. That's turnkeypodcast.com. We're going to speak about all things podcasting today because that's just where the conversation's going. So I'm not going to like redirect it or anything like that. I kind of love this because it's very niche and there's so many podcasters, again, that are struggling with the same exact struggles as all the other podcasts, which is how do I monetize my podcast in year one or year two? And I know for me, I listened to John Lee Dumas's advice in the beginning and he said the first 10 months, and I'm paraphrasing, the first 10 months, do not focus on uh, the size of your audience, do not focus on monetizing, literally focus on two things, really perfecting your voice and finding your voice, who you are and what you want to say in the world and your message. And, and uh, number two, consistency, showing up every single, if it's a weekly podcast, you show up every week, you don't miss. So those were the two things I focused on for 10 months. And now, you know, I have two podcasts. Uh, one is listened to in over 50 countries. The other is over 85 countries, this one, and growing. And it's like, I just keep showing up. <laughs> I missed one week, which was Thanksgiving of last year, because I was a wuss. And, I, and I, I came up with, you know what? It's justified. It's Thanksgiving. My audience will, they're doing the thing with their family or whatever. And I remember the feeling of guilt afterwards, Strickland, mm. that it wasn't about I can justify it and come up with a reason for skipping the show that week. It was, I just broke my word with my listener. And that Joseph, pissed me off. Right? Uh, I was like, never again. Huge. Uh, Joseph, it's, it's huge. And everything that you just said is great. And I'm, I'm hoping we're going to talk business as well as podcasting. I don't want to scare anybody off who's like, oh, I'm not a podcaster. I'm not into it. I don't want to hear it. Um, you know, we've really grown the business as well. And, and I think the two things that you just said are important in podcasting, but also important in business is consistency. Um, and also, it's really all about delivering on what you say you're going to do. And mm -hmm. when you and you're promising consistency, when you come out with a podcast every Tuesday, your listeners are expecting on Tuesday when they wake up in the morning and they're on their way into work that they're going to have your new episode to listen to. You've got to be consistent. You've got to deliver on what you say you're going to do. I agree completely. And you know what? For the, for the longest time in business, I'll be transparent. I did not do that. I did the hype thing and I promise tell the, my, um, not my listener at the time, but tell my customers what I think they want to hear, get the sale, get the sale, get the sale, and then figure it out. Even if I didn't actually know if I could deliver that. Right. And that's kind of the entrepreneurial way is just the answer is always yes. Yes. I could do that. Yes. I could help you with that. But that's, it's different because now you have to do the effing work. Right. right. To make sure that you deliver on what you promised. And I agree a hundred percent. All right. So I wanted to bring Strickland on the show, startup nation to speak about podcasting and to speak about business and straightforward. We were out drinking, you know, in Austin, Texas at the podcasting event and we're walking, um, you know, into the next bar. And I remember right before we opened the door to the bar, I was like, you need to be a guest on my show. And, and he was like, all right, cool. And I was like, no, we're, we're booking in my calendar right now. And you're like, huh, what? Oh, well, can't you just send me an email? And I was like, no, I take action right here, right now. 
And that's how I show up in business and it works for me, right? And I remember you leaned in and you're like, all right. And I was like, pull out your phone and you pull out your phone and you booked right in my calendar link. And silly enough, obviously we were drinking. We booked for the, the day after. Oh, no, we booked for New Year's Day, I think it was, right? Right, and, New Year's Day, yep. Yeah, New Year's Day. Now, you know, we were looking back and going, what were we thinking? That was a rough <laughs> night the night before. <laughs> but you know what? It, it is what it is. And uh, so let's get it right into it. How did you make your first $100,000 in this business? Like, what are your top three tips or strategies that you use, you and your business partner, use in Turnkey Podcast to really monetize and to go in one and a half years to $278,000. That's impressive. What are your top three tips or strategies, Strickland? Well, thank you, Joseph. I appreciate the top three tips and strategies, I think, is first of all, uh, try to find a, a partner who complements what you do figure out what your own shortcomings are and maybe you don't want to partner up. Okay. So then you got to find a VA or find an assistant or find somebody that complements what you do. But if you do have a business partner, find somebody not like you find somebody that has opposite complementary skill set to you, which is Doug. For me, um, I love doing the systems and doing the production end. He is the sales guy. And, uh, you know, I've had a bunch of startups here and there where I've tried to get off the ground and I just, I, I'm not a closer. I'm not a sales guy. And, and so they never really took off because I didn't have that other partner. Second thing is I would say, you just got to do it. Um, it's never going to be perfect. Don't let perfect be the enemy of done. Uh, I think that when you've got a, a product or a service, you got to get it to a point where, you know, you, you think it's really good and you think it's valuable and just run with it. Because if you wait till it's perfect, you'll never do it. And I think the third thing is you've really got to find something that you love doing, that you're passionate about. Uh, I, I don't think you can be terribly successful in business if the end goal is, hey, I, I want to be rich. Okay, well, hopefully that's what's going to happen from the business when you're doing what you love and, and you're providing a service that, or, a, or a product that's going to be helpful to people. And of course, the end goal is that you do want that freedom of not having to worry about the money. But if you focus on that, then it just becomes a grind. You, you have to focus on, okay, what do I do well? What, what can I do to help other people? Uh, and that's what's going to drive you along and the money will come. Okay. So really cool one, two, three strategy. However, I'm a lean in here. And this is why my audience loves me as a host is because I'm not just going to let you get away with giving me those very fluffy uh, uh, strategies that are out there. I really want you to unpack these three for us. Okay. And I want you to do it in a way where you tell a story about how you did it right here in your business. Okay. So let's tackle one at a time. So find partner who compliments what you do, uh, doesn't do the same thing as what you, what you do. How did you go and find that partner? Like literally what were the steps you used to find that partner? Yeah, for, for me in this specific situation is a little tough because Doug and I have known each other for about 20 years and we were podcast partners for uh, two and a half years or more before we actually joined in business to do the business. So we know each other very well. But it is interesting because Doug has a, Doug's been an entrepreneur most of his life. And so he's got a lot of other side businesses where he does DJing, he does public speaking, those type of things. And, you know, business-wise, we did kind of fall into it because I started doing some podcast production 
And, and I, I did like doing it. I enjoyed doing it. But again, I was having trouble with the sales end. So I'm looking around like, okay, how do I fill this gap in my, either in my knowledge or in my skill set? And it just so happened that Doug was there and, and he was like, okay, you know, in this particular case, it was, let's team up and try and do this together. Um, if it hadn't been Doug, somebody I knew, somebody I worked with, um, I certainly would have had to go out and either hire somebody. I could have hired a commission salesperson. I could have uh, hired a VA, whatever it may be. And everybody's skill set is different. I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that do have the sales end. Maybe that's really what they're great at. So maybe you do need to find either a partner or a, uh, an assistant or something that helps you with the systems, maybe helps you with the marketing or whatever else it may be. So it's, it's really, I think, about knowing yourself. You have to be honest with yourself to say, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. I know the old conventional wisdom was, hey, if you suck at X, you need to work on that. You got to get better at it. I totally disagree with that because if I work on sales, which I can do, I've done before, it just drains me. I don't enjoy it. It's not what I want to do. And sure, I can work at getting better at it, but it takes so much energy away from everything else, I would rather pay somebody else to do that so I can focus on the things that I'm good at. And doing the things I'm good at gives me energy. It, it, it pumps me up and it makes me more able to do it even better. I completely get that. So take us through, what did that conversation look like? That part, hey, let's partner up conversation that you had. Like break it down in like 60 seconds. Okay, so the quick version is, Doug had somebody that was interested in starting a podcast and they knew nothing about it. I was looking for people that already had podcasts to say, hey, let me start doing your production. And we were like, hey, we know how to podcast. We've done it for four or 500 episodes at the time. Let's teach them how to do it from scratch. And then they'll continue on with us as production clients. And it was perfect. And then we did this first client. It was like, that's a really good thing to have. The person that was our first client was a, a businessman and he was looking to promote his business and, and create some new business. So it worked out perfectly and just kind of grew from there. We were like, hey, we did this once. Let's keep doing this as a good business plan. I like that a lot. So did you like take ownership in that podcast that you help them start with your clients? Or is this contractually, you got to use our service like going forward? So what we do is we are go, we teach them from scratch how to create the podcast, get them approved on iTunes, give them all the best tips and practices for, as you said, you got to be consistent. Um, what exactly are you trying to do with your show? And that's a big one, okay? Because there's lots of different things you may be trying to do with your show. Maybe if you're a company, you're just looking for branding, right? Maybe you're looking to get your word out there. Maybe you're looking to become the expert in the field. Or maybe you're trying to get direct business. Could be any of those things. And depending on which one it is, we're going to help you structure the podcast differently. So in this particular case, this client was looking to uh, expand his brand. He's a business consultant and he was looking for new clients. So we said, hey, if you want to do that, here's our suggestions for how you should structure the show. You should do interviews. You should interview these type of people. Now, after we got him up and running, there was no obligation to stay, but we're hoping that we've created that relationship with his client where he basically says, hey, you guys are amazing. Of course, I don't want to do my own editing and do my own production. I'm going to have you guys continue to do it on a regular basis. 
And really that's where we have grown the business a lot is we've got 14 clients right now that are regular every month with us that uh, we publish their show and, and they can leave at any time. There's, you know, there's no like you're stuck for a year. Um, we're hoping they want to stick around. And so far, most of them have. It makes so much sense because you've built that initial value or contribution relationship from the very start. You're like, hey, you want to uh, start a show, a podcast, you don't know how for whatever your why is. Maybe it's to build your company. Maybe it's to build your personal brand, et cetera. Maybe it's to build your business, your, your speaking platform. Whatever that is, like you actually help them start it and get going and, and fill in that gap of what they don't know they don't know. And then it, it's logical for them to say, well, you helped me do this. Why would I want to leave? Like, oh, you also do the next, you know, life cycle, you know, of or progression of my podcast. Well, that makes sense. And what it sounds like is like you're figuring out in your model, you're creating a model of continuing with a client for a lifetime, possibly. That's, that's it exactly. And we do try to focus on, okay, what is it that the client needs? Because as I said, everybody has a different goal with their podcast. And when we do regular ongoing production, we also want to include, I don't want to call it business coaching, but it's kind of podcast coaching. Mm -hmm. Every month or two, we'll reach out to the clients and say, hey, how's everything going? How are you doing trying to reach this goal? And if they say, hey, the podcast is great, it's fun, and I'm doing it every week, but uh, I haven't closed any clients yet, we're going to sit down and, and not just draw the line at we do production, we're done. We're going to talk to them and go, okay, tell me about the clients you've been talking to. Who are you getting on the show? How can we help you do that? Because one of the things that we've grown into is helping people that want to create a podcast to create new business. And so we know that if they do the podcast for a month or two or six months and they don't create any new clients, they're not going to continue with the podcast and they're not going to be a client anymore. Not because they don't like us, but because they're just going to stop doing it or they can't afford it. So we don't just look at, okay, we're producing your show and we're done. We want to help them grow. So they're going to stick around with us and want to continue doing it. That makes sense. You're invested in your customer's success. So I, the question that comes just came up to me right there is, and maybe this is for you too, Startup Nation, what does my client need now? And what does my client need next? And I think that's Strickland where you're really uh, forward thinking um, because you're creating, hey, I want to have a lifetime relationship with my client. So I'm helping and adding value to what they need right here, right now. But what do they need six months from now? that they don't even know yet? What are they going to need a year from now that they don't even know yet? So that you're continually showing up as, hey, I have what you need for your client. What shows up? That is huge. And the, oh, it totally the key to what we do is we have to be aware of and communicate with what is it that the client wants. Ultimately, we're solving a problem. If somebody wants a podcast, it's because they have a problem. Either they're not well-known enough in their industry or their brand isn't big enough or they don't have enough customers. And so we make sure that we are looking ultimately at that, not just I'm going to help you create this thing that you put out every week. We need to look at the ultimate goal. And if a customer comes to us and says, hey, I want a podcast this is what I do and I need to make money with it right away. Well, you know, for some clients, we're going to say, look, we can't help you. We need to set the realistic expectation of what we can and can't do. Joseph, you're a great example. Let's say you're a speaker. 
right? If somebody says, hey, I'm a speaker and I need more speaking gigs and I've got to get more speaking gigs immediately. If I can't close a speaking client with my podcast in the first month, I'm not going to be able to afford to do it. We're realistically going to say to them, dude, that's not going to happen that quick. All right. I, we absolutely can help you build this and we can steer your podcast in a direction that will help you get more speaking gigs. But speaking is incredibly competitive and it's not going to happen overnight. So you have to set realistic expectations for your clients too. All right. So now I'm going to jump in and give you a, a bold question and I, I need you to back it up, man. Otherwise, I'm going to call you out, Strickland, you know, in front of my listeners in 85 countries, you're going to be called out. All right. So here we go. Here's the question. <laughs> so on your website, turnkeithpodcast.com, it says right at the top there, size doesn't matter how to make money with any size audience. And then you go on to say the biggest problem most podcast hosts have is that they don't make money from their podcast. Traditional methods like advertising, sponsorship, affiliate relationships, and donations take way too long, provide very little revenue, and require you to build a big audience. How would you like to monetize your show, if you already have one, or develop a show if you are new to podcasting and make money with any size audience. Give me literally two minutes, the breakdown of how you actually do that. How can you help me to do that? I okay. have two shows right now. How can you help me? They're over a year old. How can you help me? Give me your one, two, three step, four okay. step, 10 step, whatever. This is, this is the secret sauce right here. And this is what we discovered, but we didn't even discover it until we were doing this for about six or eight months is that we found that the people that we ended up turning into clients for us to, to start a podcast were not our audience and our listeners. It was the guests that we were bringing on the show. Okay. And not everybody can do this. If you are an author and your goal is to sell books. Okay. We really can't give you a strategy to say, hey, bring people on as a guest that are going to buy your book because an $11 book, it's not worth it. But if you have a business or a service that is a high ticket item, let's say $1,000 or $5,000 or Joseph, if you're a speaker and you can easily get five to $10,000 for a speaking gig, this is exactly the kind of strategy. And the strategy is create a podcast and you need to find your perfect client. You don't want to try to make them a listener. Bring them on as a guest on the show. Now, let's say hypothetically you're a business consultant and maybe, Joe, maybe you are my perfect client, right? So I know who you are, but maybe we haven't met. And if I call you and say, hey, Joseph, I think you need some business advice for me. Uh, you're going to go, screw that. I don't need the business call. I don't need the sales pitch, right? But if I call you, Joseph, and I say, hey, Joseph, I have this great show and it's all about business and it's all about speakers and um, I would love to have you as a guest on my show. Okay, you are going to, you want to be on my show because you want to boost your brand. You want to put your name out there. When I get you on the show, here's what I'm going to do. The first 10 minutes of the show, I'm going to let you talk about yourself, your story, how you got where you are. The second 10 minutes of the show, I am going to let you talk about your successes. Beat your chest. Tell me all the great things that you did. The third 10 minutes of the show is the key. That is the one where I'm going to go, okay, Joseph, tell me the struggles that you've had in business. This is the cold call right there. In other words, if I were to call you as a business person 
and me as a business consultant and say, Joseph, I think I can help you. You need my services. My cold call, if you agree to take it, which you're probably not going to because you don't know me and you don't want to waste your time, right? That cold call is going to be, Joseph, tell me what struggles you have in your business. And I'm going to tell you how I think you can, how I think I can help you with them. Okay. That last 10 minutes of the interview, you and I have just spent the past 20 minutes bonding, talking. I'm getting to know you. I'm getting to know who you are. Now, the last 10 minutes of that interview, I'm going to find out what your struggles are. Now, this is still not really the cold call, okay? It's the interview. And of course, if I have listeners, they're going to want to hear how you struggled, how you overcame the struggles, right? But the reality is, as soon as I turn the mic off, I'm going to say, Joseph, man, great interview. Um, hey, you mentioned something about five minutes ago, how you're struggling with X, Y, and Z in your business. I just want to let you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I do business consulting. So if that's something you want some help with, let me know. We can sit down and talk sometime. No rush, no big deal, no big, there's no heavy sale there. There's no like push to close. That's just planting the seed. And the reason that we don't have to do the push to close is your episode's going to air a month from now, right? So three weeks from now, I have an excuse to reach out to you. In three weeks, I'm going to email you and go, Joseph, hey, man, your show's going to air next week. Here's the link. Here is how everybody gets it. Hey, I would love it if you push it on social media. By the way, I was thinking about our conversation the other day, and you mentioned struggling with X, Y, and Z. I had some really great ideas with that. I'd love to sit and talk to you about that. Let me know if you're interested. Even there, you don't have to do the close because the episode's going to come out the next week. A week after that, I'm going to reach out to you again. Hey, Joseph, your episode went live. Here's what my audience loved about it. It was really exciting. Thank you so much. I saw that you pushed it on social media. Really appreciate it. By the way, I've been thinking more about the things that you said you struggled with. I'd love it if you'd sit down and talk to me a bit. I really think I can help you with that. So now I'm not making a cold call that you're not going to want to take. You and I have a relationship. And if I want to be your business coach, we have to have that kind of relationship. In your specific situation, if you brought somebody on, let's say who runs all of the meetings for IBM, you are going to interview them. And in the last 10 minutes, you're going to say, so tell me about the struggles that IBM or your department specifically have had in the last you know, couple of years. And at the end of that, you're going to go, hey, you know what? I don't know if you know this, but I also do some, some uh, personal speaking. It sounds like some of your uh, you know, management groups might really be helped with a couple of the topics I have. Just something to think about. You know, no, let me know if it's something that you're interested in. And you have that opportunity to call him back two more times. And he wants to hear from you. You're not bugging him because you're telling him how great his show was, his episode. He got to talk about IBM. He got to talk about himself. But it's a free excuse for you to reach back out to him and keep putting that bug in your ear of exactly what you do and how you can help his company, how you can solve his problem. All he's doing is booking speakers all the time. He's organizing meetings, whether it's 100 people or 10,000 people for IBM, and he's got to book interesting content for that. You can let him know that you want to help him solve that problem because you are the interesting content he should be booking. I know that was more than two minutes. I go off on a tangent on this because I get so excited about it, <laughs> but that's the secret sauce. Startup Nation, did you just get that? 
Like I was sitting here writing down notes and everything. And let me speak to what Strickland just spoke about. Because you may be sitting here and say, wow, that sounds really awesome, but does it work? I can tell you, and Strickland, you don't know this, <laughs> but I can tell you that what you just spoke to actually works because I have accidentally been doing that with my one podcast. And I did not even make the connection, which is ridiculous now that I'm, <laughs> after you spoke, articulate it, I did not make the connection that I'm not, I'm already monetizing my podcast. So I just started, uh, I'm letting go of one of my businesses, which is my main income source. Uh, and I am uh, starting a spiritual coaching business because that's my calling, right? And my faith and, and integrating your faith and your business into one. And I've done it in my life. And it's like, that's what God has put on me as a calling, right? And that's what I want to do on stage and everything. So I've started this spiritual coaching practice and I'm just landing a few of my first clients. Do you know that the very first few clients have been my previous or former podcast guest? Joseph, and, I and, love it. Because it, it, it was a light bulb moment for us too. I mean, we it, were running our business for about six months before we realized this. And it was a total light bulb moment for us. It's like, it's so easy. It's so it, it, obvious, it, right? It, it, listen, it's hilarious because it's effortless. And, and here's what happens. Uh, to me, and, and I, I was trying to make, like my brain was trying to make it something wrong about it. Like, oh, you shouldn't really speak to your, your guest about like actually helping them with some of the things they're struggling in their, their personal life because they're your guest. And it may occur a certain way. And I remember on um, one or two of my episodes, the person, my guest started crying because I tapped a nerve, especially on my faith-based podcast, Broken Catholic. And they shared their struggle with vulnerability and transparency. And when we stopped pressing record, when I concluded the show, I said, listen, man, that was awesome that you like opened up with that. And that was fantastic. And it seems like you're really struggling. They're like, yeah, I am. I said, hey, did you know I do spiritual coaching? I have a 12-week boot camp. And this is exactly what I can help you with. Would you be interested in jumping on a clarity call, like and just talking about what that may look like? And I really want to hear like what's that number one thing where you feel stopped or stuck right now in your life or in your spiritual journey? And let's see if it's a fit working with me or not. And either one's fine. Would that be something you'd be of interest interested in? And they're like, Yeah, absolutely, I would. That'd be great. Effortless. Then they get on the call and then they share their number one thing. And I, I just listen and I ask a few questions and then I'm like, Hey, this is what I charge for it. You know, would that be of interest? And, and they're like, yeah, it would. And you know, I landed my first two clients from podcast guests. And I was like, wait a second. Like I'm having the most success in sales in my new business through my podcasts. Right. And yes. how to integrate the two. So I'm literally a case study of exactly what Strickland is talking about, Startup Nation. You are exactly right. It's 100% true. It absolutely works. And especially if you have a business like business consulting, which, you know, Startup Nation, you are talking to entrepreneurs, right? Joseph, it's, it's, these are probably a lot of people that are doing this same type of thing. And as a business consultant, you can't find somebody who just needs, let's say, the facts of something that you can help with. You have to get a personal relationship with them. Because if I have a business consultant who I personally don't like, 
you know, I'm not going to listen to them. Even if I know that the facts of everything they say are right, you have to have a personal relationship also. And what you're getting into, it's, it's so perfect because business consulting is, it's really, there are a million of them out there, but you're niching down with the spiritual angle because that's what you're all about. It's where you live and you're going to connect with like-minded people. And that's so important. I mean, it's just critical because if you're running a business and you're a small business, that is going to be infused into it. You know, Chick-fil-A, I know it's a bad example because they're such a huge company, but you know, if you're a Chick-fil-A franchisee, you're not allowed to be open on Sunday. Why not? Because the guys that run it, they're, they're, it came from the spirituality and the religion. They said, look, it's the holy day and you can't be open and we want you to have the day off. And I remember when I first heard that, I'm like, that's kind of crap, right? You can't tell me how to run my business. And then I thought, you know what? If I don't want that, I shouldn't get into this franchise. There's nothing wrong with making that. It's like, if you don't like the rules, go find another game. That's okay. And it's like, that's exactly what you do. People are going to infuse their spirituality into their business. And it's a great thing because you, you have to live your life and create your business the way you live your life. I, again, I'm, I'm going off on too many tangents now, but you get the idea. You're going to find the right people. I completely get what you're saying, right? And I didn't mean to speak about this, obviously, on my first 100K podcast. However, I have learned in the past three months of my own personal transformation to stop being apologetic for my own, um, me separating the duality in my life and actually integrating it, right? My faith and my business. My faith is important. Why am I leaving it out of my business? My business is important. Why am I leaving it out of my faith? It's like, I need to integrate those two. And Startup Nation, if you want true success, where you have wealth externally, and internally, because I know right now, I'm looking you dead in the eye. Many of you listening right now, you have wealth, right? You have money. You got the cars, the, the planes. You got all the Grant Cardone, you know, vision board of everything, right? You have external wealth, but you are broke on the inside. You are broke on the inside. You're broke spiritually. You're broke emotionally. You're broke relationally. That's the area I serve. Is like, hey, if you're wealthy on the outside, good job. You, you, you pursued it and you made, God your, uh, you made wealth your God. Well, you got it. Now what? Why are you so miserable? Why are you so sad? <laughs> you made wealth your God. I really like that. And The pursuit of wealth, dude. I did it my entire life and I got it. I, I built the billion, uh, sorry, the million dollar companies, um, right? And I got it. And I had the women, the cars, the, the money, everything that society told me would make me happy. And I was the loneliest and most miserable person you ever met and borderline suicidal. Like it's a lie. It's an effing lie. Oh, so the man. sooner we get that, you can't leave God. You can't leave your faith out of your business. And if you do, you're going to end up the same place I did, which is, is this all there is? Mm, so true. And the other big thing that I've learned along the same lines is you don't want every customer. You know, we, we found customers that it was like, the first example I give, hey, I got to make money. I got to make money with my podcast right now. It's like, well, you may not be the right customer for us, but it's not always just business-wise. It can be philosophy-wise. It can be spiritually. It, you want people that you connect with and that you know you can help 
When somebody is hiring you, you, they're saying, I have a problem and I want your help in solving it. And, you know, if spiritually or, or philosophically you don't agree with them, you're not going to be able to help them. You've got to be able to connect with, it, with, with your customer. It's really interesting. That's like one of my requirements is um, because some of my, uh, the people that I've mentioned the spiritual coaching to, uh, they're, they're really into the spirituality and they're, they're their own God and, you know, my inner divinity and all this language that we saw in Austin, Texas. And though they have truth, I, I feel they're missing like the completeness, like because they're saying they're the source of everything. Well, really, then go make me like a, a, a new airplane. Like you you can't, right? So obviously you're not the source, right? So like, who's the source? So I just asked them, if you want to coach with me, just be open that you have truth, but you may not have the complete truth. And if you're open to have that conversation, then I'm, I can add a lot of value with you and for you in your life and the goals you're saying you want. If you're closed off to, nope, there is no God. Nope, nope, I'm not going to believe. Nope, I am the source. I am my God. We're, we're probably not going to resonate together because a lot of the truth that I want to give you that I believe can set you free includes that you're not the source of everything because if you were, your life would be working right now, wouldn't it? You no. wouldn't have the struggles and the breakdowns if you were your own God. Otherwise, you're a God who obviously can't work out his own stuff. Well, you know, I, I don't know if we should switch over to your other show, your Broken Catholic show. I know, show. right? <laughs> But, but this is the point. It goes yeah. together and I'm not apologetic and, and we're running over. We're past 30 minutes. We're on 40 <laughs> minutes. But you know what? The content that you're creating right now, Strickland, is huge and it's valuable. And for anybody who wants to like click off the show now and just go check out your turnkeypodcast.com because they want to work with you, that's fantastic. But if they want to continue listening because you're dropping so much wisdom right now, then they can. So what, what did you want to say? Something was showing up for you. Well, one, you know, one of the great things is it's, you got to find for the podcast, people that, that fit, you know, that are, that are, uh, it's just so, it's way too many things going on. And I know we don't have a lot of time, but the, what I just told you, the story of, of, you know, our light bulb moment, really, that's what we do. That is the secret sauce of everything. And if you want to take that secret sauce and run with it. You're obviously doing it already. You may, you know, tweak your, your plan now to kind of do better, which is, which is great. You run with it. But there are people out there who are like, oh, okay, cool. Well, do it. Go be successful with it. If you don't know what you're doing with podcasting, we would love to help you get there and really hone it. But like, I'm not selling, right? I want to give this wisdom to people. And if you can figure it out and run with it, dude, go make lots of money with it. Because to me, it's just the best way to connect with people when you have a service or a business that's a higher end and, and it's hard to find that specific client. If you want some help with it, turnkeypodcast.com, give us a call. But this is not the sales call. This is, that's the whole secret sauce right there. Run with it, please. Go make money with it. I love that. Listen, I think it's a brilliant strategy for landing new clients. And regardless of whatever business you're in, Startup Nation, start your own podcast talking about the very thing that lights you up that you love talking about, whether it be your business or something attached to your business or whatever. Then go find your ideal clients, the people you really want to work with that you wish you could have got landed that client, that high paying client, invite them to be a guest on your show. Strickland is right. People say yes to being a guest on a podcast. Why? Because it's self-serving. Right. It literally, they can 
broadcast themselves and you'd be like, Hey, yeah, you know, I just started three months ago and I have listeners all across, you know, the entire state or whatever, which is very achievable. Right. And then six months, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you in like three, uh, three States right now or five States. I know you're a local company and I wanted to invite you on as a guest. What if you can land more clients by talking about your service or product? People are going to say yes to that. And then once you put in a year of the consistency and the hard work, like I've done, Strickland has done, and you have listeners in 85 countries and you have a digital product per se, guess that guest is going to say, yes, I want to come on your show and get my digital product in front of 85 countries. And right there, you can share, hey, by the way, I noticed you're struggling with this. Boom, here's what I do. I love it. It's a brilliant strategy. And I want to thank you, Strickland, because whether you know it or not, you just gave me permission to use it as a business strategy rather than oh, accidentally, this is just randomly happening. My podcast guests are turning into clients for my new business. And, and to really get, no, like get intentional about that, Joseph. That is now a, uh, a um, sales channel, right? My podcast is literally a sales channel for new guests. So let's uh, get into the favorite part of the show because you and I could keep talking because you're that guy and I'm this guy. Uh, <laughs> So Strickland, welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. All right. Strickland, what's your favorite sound? Rock music. I'm yeah. a rock and roll guy. I, I love intense rock music. Yeah. Got it. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, uh, a big crowd chatter. Just like people just talking and talking and talking and uh, yeah, that drives me nuts. Yeah, because they got to stop talking and listen to you up on stage playing. Come on now. <laughs> what are you most afraid of if you were being fully transparent? What are you most afraid of? Uh, failure. Uh, I've got the definitely have imposter syndrome of, oh my God, they're going to realize that I'm really not as good as I say I am. You know, it's, mm. yeah, imposter syndrome. That is the number one thing that comes up on my show. Oh, me. really? Yeah. So you're not alone. Sorry, you're not as special as you think with your struggles. <laughs> Um, what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Uh, figuring out what to do before I just did it. You just got to dive in and just do it. Got it. There is no perfect startup nation. What secret fear do you have about people? About people? Uh, they won't like me, which is mm -hmm. bad. I, I'm sometimes too much of a people pleaser, I think. It's very human, bro. Welcome to humanity. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Oh, um, work on the business. Um, take care of your client. Take care of, you know, that's really it. That's the biggest thing. Take care of your client. Mm, got it. What is the new habit you want to form? I want to get more focused, not um, be so distracted with every little shiny object that comes in. Got it. So I'm going to call you out right now. What uh, action are you going to take to make that come true? Uh, I have got to get myself a, a, a to-do list. Uh, I know there are about a million programs out there that do it in all slightly different ways. And I just haven't found the right one yet. I got to find the right one that'll actually get me using it. So I'm not asking you what you got to do. I'm asking you, what are you going to do? What action are you going to take this week? Uh, okay. This week I'm going to find the program 
that'll help me keep my to-dos organized. And even if it's not perfect, I'm going to use it anyway. You know what? I'm letting perfect be the enemy of done. That's the problem. Oh, this one isn't exactly right. Oh, that one's not exactly right. You know what? You just got to do it. Yep, can, I, can I contribute? Please. I'd like you to call three of your podcaster friends mm-hmm. and ask them which one they use. Good idea. That's it. And then just act on one. Good plan. You I can like always it. change it after. Do you commit to that? Absolutely. I love my it. man. Great- okay. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Bad habit I want to break staying up too late. <laughs> Got uh, it. I stay up way too late all the time. I need to get to bed. Pick three words to describe who you are now, Strickland. Uh, passionate. Mm. Um, uh, learning. I'm always wanting to learn. Um, and happy. I'm one of the most positive people that I know. I'm, I'm That's awesome. a happy guy. And pick three words to describe who you are your first year in this business. Uh, confused. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Um, wow, good question. What else was I in my that I'm not doing now? Um, if your I, friends were to describe you in the first year getting this off the ground, pick those three words. Um, confused. Confused, definitely. Um, not focused. Uh, um, what else? Um, n- not, not driven. Mm. I was kind of, I, it was more of a hobby. I was playing too much. I, I wasn't really dedicated to it. Got it. That's clear. Right. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, look your triplet daughters in the eye and give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? Um, you can, you can do it. You can do anything. Just dive in and do it. Don't be afraid to fail. Failure is learning. Um, failure is a great thing. Just learn from it. Just go do it. Love it. Startup Nation. We've been chatting with Strickland Bonner. You can find him at turnkeypodcast.com. That's turnkeypodcast.com. If you have been thinking about starting a podcast or you listen to this episode and now you're thinking about starting a podcast, reach out, reach out to, uh, you know, Strickland and go to turnkeypodcast.com and ask him, Hey, how do I get started? What does your program look like? What does your coaching look like? What, what can I do? What's that next step? Right. And I love his strategy and darn it. I'm, I'm doing it myself and it's working. Like, so please leverage the trust you have for me as the host of the show that you've been listening to on a regular basis, leverage that trust, apply it to Strickland and get started, man. Let's go. It's January 2nd, people. Well, the show will air tomorrow. So January 3rd. Uh, Strickland, the show's going to air tomorrow? I thought you were backed up like weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm coming out tomorrow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I have guests booked on t- six months out, as you know, right? Um, however, I turn around my show in one day or two days. It goes live. That's amazing. And if you want to know how I do that, you can, you can call me up and, and that's how I do it, right? <laughs> okay. So any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K? Uh, focus on what your customer wants and what your customer needs. You, when you're providing a service or a uh, product, you are solving a problem. Get as close to figure out what that problem is as you can, and make sure to d- deliver. Set the expectation and, and under-promise, over-deliver. You have to under-promise and over-deliver. Love it. Fantastic. 
Strickland, thank you for being on the show on Startup. Thank you for being here with Startup Nation. Uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Any other way other than the website? Yeah, turnkeypodcast.com is great. You can email me at strick at turnkeypodcast.com. Check out the website. Uh, check out the podcast, niceguysonbusiness.com. We do interviews Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, Doug, my uh, podcast partner, and I on Tuesday and Thursday, we uh, talk together and occasionally stumble on business advice, but it's much more casual and fun. I love it. Just like today's conversation. Stricken, thank you for joining us today. And I wish you uh, love, peace, and your next 100K. Thanks, Joseph. Been a pleasure being on. I appreciate it. You got it. God bless. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.